Good morning, everyone. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, or in the next 15 minutes, I bet I can get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Happy Friday to all of you out there. We got some stuff going on in the news. It's been a while since I was last on, so let's jump right into it. The term of the day, guys, we have non-farm payrolls. Okay, so a non-farm payroll, exactly what it sounds like, uh, payrolls that have nothing to do with farming. Let me read the exact definition here for you. Non-farm payrolls is the measure of the number of workers in the U.S. excluding farm workers and workers in a handful of other job classifications. Non-farm payrolls are measured by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS, which also surveys private and government entities throughout the U.S. Uh, okay, also, it's it's not just farm. Also, it's nonprofits and a couple other industries, but they're not necessarily... Uh, indicative. It's mainly nonprofits and farm workers. But what that non-farm payroll uh, measurement shows is typically if that's growing, then the economy is growing. And that's just a measurement that they use. It's usually delivered, I think, the first Friday of every month. And so that's why you might say jobs report, uh, non-farm payroll growing. That's all that they're just showing is that there might be expansion in the economy, which is obviously something that we want. Uh, okay, guys, let's jump into it. Before we do, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about where the market's at today. We're also going to talk about what we think the uh, recession is looking like. Right? Is there is there a recession? Are we in a bear market? What's the forecast? What what do I think um, as an investment manager? Those types of things. Uh, I'm also later this this weekend, maybe Monday. I'm going to put out a what is the I'm going to put out a podcast basically saying, like, what is the strategy that I'm having for my firm, for my clients' uh, assets, right? Because, I mean, we're in a market downturn. A lot of people aren't, you know, very comfortable with investing currently. They want to be a little bit more defensive. And so I'll probably have a podcast going over my thoughts on the uh, investment strategy that I would have and then what I'm doing with some of my current clients. So with that said, let's jump into it. What is happening U.S. stock futures are flat following a four-day winning streak for the S&P 500 as the Labor Department releases its June jobs reports, showing that U.S. employers added more jobs last month than economists expected. The report showed non-farm payrolls rose by 372,000 jobs in June, fewer than May's revised gain of 384,000 jobs, but more than the 250,000 jobs economists expected. The unemployment rate, meanwhile, remained unchanged at 3.6% for the fourth straight month. Yesterday, stocks rose with the S&P 500 and NASDAQ recording their fourth consecutive higher close ahead of the jobs report. The S&P gained 1.5% and the NASDAQ gained 2.3% and the Dow rose 1.1%. Stocks are set to close the week with gains with the S&P 500 up 2% for the week and the NASDAQ up 4.4%. The Dow is up about 9 or 0.9% so far this week. Oil prices moved sharply higher yesterday, rebounding from steep losses in the previous two sessions amid concerns about tight oil supplies. Light sweet crude is now above $102 per barrel. Overseas, the stocks Europe 600 lost 0.3%. In Asia, trading was mixed with the Shanghai composite falling 0.3% and Hong Kong's Hang Seng up 0.4%. In Japan, the Nikkei 225 finished up 0.1%. Also, I hope I'm saying that right. It's spelled N-I-K-K-E-I. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea if that's correct or not. So as of right now, the S&P 500 is at 3,912. 
the Dow Jones is at 31,467. So if you guys remember, we like using those as indicators of market growth because the Dow Jones is typically the 30th, 30 largest companies in the country and the S&P 500 is the 500 largest companies. So using those as metrics is something that we like to do. Uh, it's just a good gauge. It's not always correct, but it's, it's almost always correct. Um, okay, so what are our headlines for the day-to-day? Uh, let's see. The average rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage fell to 5.3% from 5.7% uh, in the week ended July 7th, the biggest weekly decline since 2008. So that's uh, that's a pretty good deal. And I think it I think it uh, lessened the week before too. So it's two weeks in a row for a weekly decline. Twitter shares, Twitter shares fell over 4% in the market following uh, reports that Elon Musk's deal to buy the company could be in serious peril. Twitter laid off 30% of its recruiting team as the company deals with business pressures and the potential takeover by Musk. Okay, so why is that important? Well, obviously, Twitter has a reputation of being unfair to a certain segment of the users. And so for those of you guys who don't know, Elon is basically... Uh, this free speech advocate saying that he needs to take over Twitter because they're not uh, advocating for free speech and they're being unfair to certain people. And so he's saying, hey, let me take this over. I will turn it into something way better. I think verbatim, uh, he said, I will take this. uh, This company is good. I'll take it to the moon or something like that. He said something that he will make it, it will make it reach its full potential, which I mean, historically, he has a pretty good track record of taking companies uh, from where they are to being extremely successful. So not uh, not doubting him at all, just more so uh, I don't think they want to be bought out. And I know the SEC is giving him a lot of grief, too. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting situation for Elon. Do I think he should do it? I mean, I think what he'll end up doing is taking the company private and you can't have a bunch of people invested in the company if it's private. I think you can only, if if you have a company that's private, meaning it's not trading on any of the, uh, any of the floors. So like you can't, you can't publicly buy it. If you're not a private investor, you can't buy it. So I think you can only have 2000 shareholders. It it might be something like 5,000, but currently there's probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions, tens of millions of people holding Twitter currently. So that's going to be, you know, a situation we'd have to keep our eye on. I'm not sure how that, how that works. Usually when a company goes private, it's a sign of, of like restructuring an issue, not something positive like this could be. It's, it's honestly one of the first situations that I've seen this. I'm sure it's happened before, but I don't know if it's happened on this scale. Twitter is a very large company. I think it's, it's buying it for like $50 billion. So uh, let's see what else is next. Okay, shares of GameStop fell over 7% in pre-market trading after the company announced it had fired its CFO and plans layoffs across the company. The moves are part of an aggressive turnaround plan at the video game retailer. Well, if we all remember uh, the meme stock, GameStop is still going strong with that. Its stock is, I think, somewhere in the 120s. Let me see real quick. Uh, yeah, so it's 132. So it's even higher than I thought. Um, but that's extremely overpriced. It is not worth that. I don't know what GameStop's going to do when these meme investors realize they're not going to get any money out of this. Uh, it'll be it'll be something to uh, keep an eye on for sure. 
Okay, let's see. Oh, shares of Occidental Petroleum, uh, ticker OXY, rose after Berkshire Hathaway announced it's na- it now owns 18.7% of the company. Uh, following a new purchase of 12 million shares, the purchases made this week cost Berkshire Hathaway nearly $700 million, according to an SEC filing. So I thought that was an interesting uh, headline to bring up because Berkshire Hathaway, <coughs> excuse me, if you guys know, that is uh, Warren Buffett's company. So Warren Buffett, most famous investor of all time. Berkshire Hathaway is his firm. I think their shares are, because that's a publicly traded company. Um, Let me see. Berkshire Hathaway stock is trading at $281. Berkshire Hathaway A, which is the real uh, credit here, is... (laughs) It's trading at $422,854, meaning that it's extremely expensive and he's never had a stock split with that. Uh, so that's an interesting <laughs> an interesting investment to own for sure, I would say. Uh, okay, let's get into the big story of the day. Uh, work shortage, a top problem for small businesses. Ahead of the release of the Labor Department's June's Jobs Report, a survey of small business owners by the National Federation of Independent Businesses, NFIB, it's quite a mouthful, found that half reported job openings they could not fill, down just one point from May's 48-year record high. The NFIB's monthly job report shows that just over a fifth or 23% of owners said that labor quality was their top business problem, ranking second behind inflation. 8% of owners cited labor costs as their top business problem, a historic high. The survey also found that small business owners' plans to to hire remain high, with 19% of business owners planning to create new jobs in the next three months. However, 33% of owners reported few or no qualified applicants in June, and 27 reported there were none. Uh, Wow. In terms of worker pay, the survey found that 48% of owners were raising compensation, down one point from May, but only two points below the 48-year record high set in January. 28% said they plan to raise pay in the next three months. Okay, so why is this important? Uh, well, obviously, if there's no workers, then businesses don't have enough manpower or woman power to operate the company. So I, I can tell you just personally being here in Phoenix and in uh, Prescott, even in San Diego the last couple of weeks, I mean, there's wanted signs everywhere, you know, for hire, uh, prices starting at, you know, $16, $18.50. So they really are trying to, um, what's the word? Uh, incentivize, incentivize, that's the word. Uh, they're really trying to incentivize people to come work. And <laughs> I'm not, I couldn't really tell you the market sentiment reasons why, like why aren't people wanting to work? Um, but I can tell you that COVID probably had a lot to do with it. People realize that being at home is a lot better than being at the job. And with government subsidies uh, being easily accessible, I can see why that would be motivating to not work. But that will have to change. That will have to change. Uh, Just people will be forced to get a job. And I don't know if that's good necessarily because it's much better to have a a worker that wants to be there. I think there's a saying like uh, one one motivated man can do the work of ten unmotivated men, and I I firmly believe that. Uh, yeah, I absolutely believe that. But I think that what's good about this is that even though we're not necessarily uh, what's the, we're not necessarily growing, growing like booming, I think that even with these work shortages, the fact that we're sort of stable 
you know, it's, it's very volatile. You know, one month we're down 5%, another month we're up 7 So there is volatility. But I think what that shows is that we're still producing. Companies are still making money. It's just that they can't grow because they can't hire more people. So it's a little bit of like this stagflation uh, instead of inflation, uh, stagflation. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful for that. I think as long as we can get more people motivated and interested in working, then we can get company expansion. And on to that, let's talk a little bit about the recession. I don't want to go too much into it um, or inflation, you know, just economic situations here. Um, but guys, look, my theory is if companies are still making money, they keep making money, it's going to be very, very, very hard for a recession to really live a long time here. So I think we're probably already in a recession and I, is it a big one? No, not necessarily, but it is a, it was a sudden one. I would say it happened very quickly, but there's a saying that things that happen fast end fast. And I believe that with this uh, economic cycle, I firmly believe it. So my thought process, and I will go more into this with, uh, the podcast, the episode that I'll put out either Sunday or Monday, but I just, I believe that we are in a temporary situation and historically, Historically, for those of you who have fear of investing or concern, there has only been one time ever, ever that I can look back and I can say, oh, wow, that could have really ruined everyone's life. What I mean by that is an economic situation like uh, a recession or a depression is during World War II. If Hitler would have won the war, then that would have ruined everybody's invested everybody's investment accounts that is the only only situation i can think of historically everything else was reboundable which is probably not a an exciting word or an appropriate word but everything else rebounded okay everything else historically rebounded so if you don't need your money if you're invested and you're just scared of losing it i would encourage you to really speak with the financial advisor gauge your risk tolerance and Stay invested if you can. I'm just a firm, firm believer um, that this is temporary. And barring a World War II Hitler situation where there's potential world takeover, I just don't see um, I don't see catastrophe happening like we think. And even if it did happen, guys, this is the other thing. Even if that did happen, money, your investment accounts wouldn't be the problem. It'd be getting water. Right, your invested assets wouldn't be the problem, so it's better not to play the jumping in, jumping out game, and to just wait it out. But with that said, guys, that's the end of today's episode. As always, you guys can reach me at James at seventy seven Financial Group dot com, a seventy seven Financial Group on Instagram, or our website www dot seventy seven Financial Group dot com. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>